0: Okay, First Corinthians chapter four, uh, verse 17. <clears throat> he talks about some other stuff before that, but key verse tonight, verse 17. It says, "For this reason, I have sent Timothy, Tim, right, to you, to the church in Corinth, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. Tim was faithful." him was faithful tonight's message is a legit disciple is faithful legit disciple is faithful he's a he's he's humble he's available and he's faithful the first time we talked about the first part of the series we talked about how every single person is called to be a disciple right and if you're called to be a disciple then there's a definition, there's qualities and characteristics to determine whether you're a disciple or not. And if you have those qualities and characteristics, then you are a legit disciple. But if you don't have those qualities and characteristics, then you're not legit. You're an illegit disciple. And as we find many times, Paul talks about, even in Acts, where, where Luke is writing the book of Acts, he talks to us about how Paul came across illegit, illegitimate disciples who were following after him, but were not faithful, they were not humble, or they were not available. And so as we look at this, we want to ask this question. How can I be legit? Well, first of all, I have to realize that I'm called to be discipled. You're called to be discipled. Where do you get that? Matthew 28, Jesus tells men to go and make disciples. So therefore, men are discipling men. So it's a person-to-person relationship. And we talked about how that relationship looks more like Kaladi Brothers than it does my broken ruler over your hind end. I think I broke that over somebody's neck last week. You missed it a couple of weeks ago. Who was that, Danielle? Yes. Just kidding. That would have been horrible. That would have been really fun. <coughs> anyway, so I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. That was morbid. That was too far. Too far. And discipleship looks more like a relationship, and that's what this That's what this represents, Kaladi Brothers. Any Kaladi Brothers fans in the house tonight? Wow. Wow, Wow. that's amazing. That's amazing. I actually live right next to Kaladi Brothers now in Brayton. I live right behind there in a condominium. And I have not been there since I've been there. I have not been there. Okay, let's just move on. Secondly, first, everybody's called to be discipled. Secondly, the legit disciple is Humble. Because Tim was willing to be cut. Let me say something about that. As I've been meditating on it, because I keep meditating on these. Like, Lord, I want to be legit. I want to be humble. When you think about this, Timothy, his mom was Jewish. His dad was Greek. And his dad wouldn't cut him. And so Paul comes into his life and cuts him. A legit mentor is a mentor who comes into your life and cuts you and others won't. A legit mentor is one who comes into your life and is willing to challenge you in love, to speak the truth to you in love when, you're, uh, when other leaders and teachers in your life won't do it. So when people challenge you, don't think that they're out to get you. If they are, it will be pretty evident. Their tone and their manner will come across evil and malicious. Probably that's usually an uh, uh, indicator that they don't like you. But if they're doing it in love and if they have a relationship with you and they're challenging you, they're showing you that they want to in some way either mentor you or they want want to be your friend. They want to help you point out the junk in your life that shouldn't be there. Amen? Legit disciple is humble. Secondly, the legit disciple is available. You're not just humble, but you're available. You're there. You're you're there to be sent. And let me say something about this too. This does not mean... That if you're 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 and you don't have a driver's license and you can't drive and you can't get to places and you feel like, man, GM and and church is asking me for all this stuff. And I can't really be there, so I must not be available. No, that's not true. You're first committed to your family. Your parents. I don't care if they're Billy Graham or not. My point is, I don't care if they're really spiritual and love Jesus or not. Be faithful to your parents. Because that will be the first test of whether you're faithful or not, or whether you're available to them or not. When they ask you to do the dishes, what do you do, Reed? Do Do the stinking dishes. When they tell you to clean your room, be available. Clean your room. Not when you want to. Well, when I'm done with this video game. No. Get up and clean your room. Be available. Be there. Be at their hand. Be at their side. And as you get more free time and you can get rides places or you can drive and your parents are okay and they release you and give you your blessing to do that, then we would love for you to come and serve and partner with this ministry. Don't, be, don't feel condemned. You're like, I can't get a ride. I live in Girdwood. First of all, why do you live there? Why do you live there? Come come into Anchorage. Come. There's nothing against Girdwood, but why? Just go there to ski and snowboard. Anyway, that's a whole other message. <clears throat> And finally, the legit disciple is faithful. Amen. Would you pray with me as we get started tonight and ask God to help us to just be faithful and to live that out practically? Not Not just, I want to be challenged tonight. If you came here just to be challenged tonight, you came for the wrong reason. You should come here tonight to encounter God, to fellowship with one another, and to ask of God, to move and pour something into you, moving your life in such a way that you'll be transformed from the inside out and you'll have wisdom and understanding on how to walk that transformation out in your life, practically. Not just, oh, I felt an ooey-gooey hard one and now I'm going to walk away, had some laughs, felt challenged, lifted my hands, boom, there's my church service done. But I challenge you tonight, as I teach from this word, that you ask yourself, how can I live this out? And if you do that, I, I I believe and pray that God will speak to you and reveal to you how you can do that. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, tonight we pray to you. We come to you, Father, and we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you're fun and relational. We thank you that you are in love with us, that you are infatuated with us, that you pursue us relentlessly for a relationship, to know us and to bless us, to encourage us, to give us a plan and, and, and help us walk out that plan that you have for us, God. We thank you, Lord, that you are holy, God, and that there is no one like you, no one like you, God, no one like you at all. There's no one that compares to you, Lord. You are good. And God, tonight we ask that you teach us and show us from your word and by your spirit on how to live a life that that reflects your glory, that reflects your love, that reflects you and your holiness, God. We want to live a life that honors you. So help us, God. Help us to be legit as you would have us. Lord, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the most amazing things that we do here at GM is we have a summer camp for junior high to high schoolers. <coughs> And we've already been brainstorming and ideas and, th- and things, and some of us in, own, in our own little circles and, and others of us in, in group settings. But we're brainstorming. We're excited. You excited about camp next year? I can't wait. This year, the, the dates have changed from last year. Uh, is at June 23rd through the two, 24th, through the 30th. June 25th for campers. June 25th through the 30th. June. Like, you're planning that far ahead? Yes. Like, we're already getting ready. June 25th to the 30th campers, and then work staff June 24th to the 30th. So as you're kind of planning for next year, and you're looking at hockey stuff, uh, and you're looking at other, I'm just kidding, that was just pointed toward her, and it really was toward her and Jamie and Wally, but uh, those hockey people. Anyway, so as you're planning for next year, you're going to go to state, look, June 25th to the 30th, our summer camp, that has no point to my message, no, I'm just kidding. Um... A couple of years ago we did this theme. Can you guess? 2 years ago. No, not hockey. The devil. Survivor theme. And we 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 decided to to do this morbid activity where we dropped kids off in the wilderness. Don't complain. Just kidding. This was the most Hey, I lost more than a stinking shoe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I almost lost my uh, salvation. Kid. I, I seriously was close, man. I almost lost half of you. Seriously. Me and Christine are out there booking around, running through the woods, cutting up my knees and stuff for you. So we drop them off in the woods with like broken compasses or something. Okay, it wasn't the compasses. compasses were legit, totally legit. Totally reliable. No, uh, I think they were actually good. It was the people who were working the compasses. That's what it was. Matt Stinson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I called you, bro. It's the funniest thing is, is that I. what happened was they got lost. Many teams got lost. There was 10, 10 cabins, and, and I think six of them got lost. And so me and Christina come running down because we're sitting up on this high Uh, hill and we're looking at everybody and we start booking down the down the hill to go find people because they were getting lost and and we're out in like nowhere uh it's getting dark uh those what are those bears called mole bears or whatever blonde blonde seriously a canadian blonde bears are coming out of the woods and stuff like oh gosh me and Christina got uh, tickle tickle warrior deals to like you can actually have a like a glove you put on and brrr, yeah it's pretty amazing you should get one 4.99 in the snack shack talk to Jesse Anderson anyway <clears throat> and so we're like up there and so we're like oh we gotta go save these people so we like started run down there and uh, Christina got a couple the first two and I went way out into the woods and she was kind of directing them and I see Matt like Matt in his cabin the pirates. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bitter still, because I saw them from a distance, and with everything inside me as I'm bleeding because I fell on a stick and got cut, sliced my eye all the way back, like from here to there, got cut in the face, and and I'm sweating and I'm I'm, I'm stripping down to like shorts and okay, <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> just in case you didn't. No, I was clearing my throat. I just did it through the mic, and I see Matt, and he's like, I hear him, and I'm like, Matt, and I don't hear anything. So I get to the top of this hill, and I, and I see it. This time, I see his, like his head. He's like singing like Irish pirate songs or something like, keep the morale up. Yeah, as we're getting lost, we're gonna sing to our death, sing to them blonde bears, you know. And I'm and I'm sitting there trying to rescue people, dying to myself. Going out of my way like Jesus. And this guy's singing to his death. And so just like the rest of, that's a whole other message. That's good right there. But they're going singing to, this, like many lost people in our world, just singing to their death. And Jesus is chasing after them. And at the right time, before they get totally lost, he pulls them in and brings them home. But I finally, I called Matt from far away, and Matt sees me. And I'm like bending over Like breathing like that, I'm like, Matt. And he looks at me, he's like, I'm like, dude, you're going the wrong way. And you would think that he would trust me and be like, oh, totally. But nope, just like the world, just like them people dead in their trespasses and sins following the course of this world, he says, No, we're not. We're going the right way. I'm like, I'm going to kill I actually got mad at that point I got mad and I'm like cuz I I knew how much work was going to get there so I'm not mad at you but <clears throat> he he was committed to going the wrong way so and I finally get to him I rounded him up and I and I I rounded up a couple other uh, Marissa was in a cabin and and uh I think Tatum you were out there too weren't you Tatum maybe purple pink Yeah Tat- yep and uh, so I ran up from cabins, and we're going back. I'm carrying people on my back and stuff. And, and I mean, I thought, can I just say, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I was getting ready to set up camp, sacrifice a young child. It's, it is reasonable. You know what? I mean, you got to look for the people who have less chance of surviving. L- the least chance of surviving, you put them on the altar I'm just kidding. That's horrible. That's horrible. That, don't, just don't put that on podcast. <clears throat> Delete that. Delete that. And we, we get to, uh, we finally get to the, we see the blue tarp and people are like, oh, Lord. And they start worshiping it and stuff. It was weird. It was like golden cast back in the day. Crazy. And we finally get there and we come. What happened was we're, we're out in the woods and we, we're, going to a, we're going to our camp. And so we get to the lake and have to get on this canoe and take the canoe across the lake to the camp. And yeah you got to grab boxes, all this crazy stuff, but i, I can 't get into all that, so we we get there and and we're trying to trying to get these kids across the lake and so what well, the craziest thing was it was windy, like a mug. mugs aren't windy, it was windy like i don 't know what what's windy like like a fan in your bedroom you know, i don 't know it was crazy, windy like a fan, <laughs> like tornadoes everywhere, and hurricanes in your backyard, just like that. I mean, could you imagine a hurricane in a cup? And, and you're just in the cup. I mean, that's what it was like. And people are tidal waves and tsunamis. You know, it was cra- And we got little canoes. Jesse Meisner, the study, he's just like, <sighs> I think Pete was with him too. Was that you, Pete? I think, I don't remember. Jesse, who are you with? Oh, some other guy. Wade, Cody, somebody. I don't know. He's just pumping. And, 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 and they got my boat parked up on the side. And it's got a motor. But you might think that this is a nice boat, but you're mistaken again. This is one of those cheap, unreasonable, illegit boats. Uh, First of all, for the whole first few days prior to camp, we couldn't get the thing working. Like, it wouldn't start. It's like a 15-horsepower motor, nothing against your brother. I mean, I'm just, this is, what happens here stays here. And, uh... And they bring the boat, and we're, we couldn't get it started. We finally get it started. We have this guy, and he's helping us out. We finally get the, the dang thing started, and and everybody's heading back to camp. Things are starting up. It's me, Andrew, right? You're with me, right? Yes. Dude, memories, bro. I want to cry right now. <laughs> me, Andrew, and Josh Temple, right? It was me, Andrew, and Do- Do- Josh. And you were in the very front, and I sat in the middle, and... Josh is on the on Josh Temple. This this dude is on the back, and he's and he's he's running the motor. Bang! You know, it's like it's windy, right? Bang! And we're like going nowhere. You know, let's say, but we're just. I mean, I'm I'm just like, oh, this is so, I'm just thankful I don't have to paddle. I'm just we're joking and laughing. I'm like, oh, it's over. I'm so excited. Well, the whole time, I have in my pocket this cell phone because when I was out in the woods. I needed to call people. So I had the phone in my pocket. So I'm just like, okay, it's safe. I pull it out. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, cool. My iPhone. I can't really lose that or ruin that deal. And so I'm just chilling. We're coming back. We come through this little canal. And we're laughing. We're telling stories. I'm telling stories. I got blood coming from my face. But I'm laughing. and And, uh, and, and Andrew's in the front. And all of a sudden, the devil... <laughs> came out of nowhere like that blonde bear and the boat just goes did it go this way or this way yeah it just i mean i don't even know what happened he didn't let go of the throttle or nothing the boat just goes and flips no warning just in the middle of laugh ha oh shoot you know and I'm just every swear word, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. But I'm flying through the air, and I'm I see Andrew. He's trying to run up the boat. This is the 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 boat's like for me to read. Teeny boat. There's like two little like seats on it, and he's like he's like climbing it, you know. And 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 he's at, I mean, he's acting like he's gonna die. And I see his face. I lost it. I'm glad. I'm I'm about I'm about dying just from the experience. And I'm falling in, and, and as I'm falling, I have this thought. I had two thoughts. One, I'm gonna hit the water. Two, I had three thoughts. Two, that motor's gonna hit me in the back of the head. And three, my phone's in my pocket. So as I'm falling, no joke, you know, ask Andrew, I'm falling and I'm put, trying to put my hand in my pocket. I'm like, ah! And, I, and, and like, seriously, I get my hand, I put my, my foot hits the water and I pull it out and I'm like, nee! And hit the water totally submerged, and I pulled out like that. I'm like, I think I saved it, and we're standing in muck, like, up to your chest. It's gnarly nasty, and the boat's totally flipped over and sunk to the bottom, and gasoline's pouring all over the place. Fish are dying, floating to the surface. Hey, we killed the blonde bear. Give it a round of applause, and we killed the blonde. No, I'm just kidding. And, and I'm standing there, and, and, you know, we just laughed again. Like, and then we, after laughing for a while, we just sat there, and we we're like, what the heck just happened? Like, that just happened out of the middle of nowhere. Like, seriously, there, nothing even happened. And I remember, I know what happened. I looked at the boat. It's a piece of junk. I know what happened. You don't need a philosophy degree or like, or like a logic degree or to have wisdom from the Bible. You look at the boat. The boat was cheap. The boat was a piece of junk. Do you get the point? Boat stunk. So... Me and Andrew, like, walked on the side and, like, all the way back on the, on the s- stuff. And Josh, he's, like, in the Marines, and he, like, carries the boat through the water. Like, you know? And me, and me and Andrew are, like, holding hands, crying and stuff. And I'm holding hands with lots of guys tonight. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. I am married, just so you know, to a, man, to a, to a female. To a female. <laughs> that was, That was too close. Hey, leave me alone, all right? I've been drinking lots of water tonight. It's just getting to me. Reed, what would you put in that water, man? <clears throat> we dragged a boat up on the beach, and we're like, I seriously was like, dude, put a boat in the thing, man. The thing's a piece of junk. We don't think we use it for the rest of the week. I was ticked. I was frustrated. Phone ended up breaking. I had to get a new iPhone. This one's still working. Last year at camp, or this last few months ago, I was thinking, oh, I hope, I hope that doesn't happen again. But, hey, memories are memories. This last year, a few months ago, my dad uh, let us borrow his 2008 uh, Bayliner. It was, a, I think it had a 250-horsepower engine uh, outboard, and that thing pulled. Jessie Anderson loved it. You could ask her about it. It's her favorite thing to do. I'm totally lying. She hated it. She, I, she came, I flipped her because I was pulling the tubes, and she looked at me, and I seriously thought she was going to kill me. Like, it was one of those moments where I thought to myself, "Oh gosh. I need to repent right now, you know?" But I didn't. You think I did? But I didn't. I said, "Oh, that was hilarious. Get back on the tube. Let's do it again." And she didn't let me. She got back up in the water. But we pulled people. That little cheap boat held like 3 people maybe, and it died halfway through. But this, my dad's, my dad's boat, which was the bay liner, could hold like 6 people in the boat. And then, like, pull two, tu- two tubes with two people on it. And it was faithful. And it held to the end. And it, this thing was legit. It was legit. Straight up, dog. Later that that week, I took it out at, like, midnight, because you can. And I went, like, 50 miles an hour. And the whole time I was thinking... Bless God, this isn't a fifteen horsepower, nineteen sixty stinking toilet bowl boat. <laughs> Seriously. Sometimes I was like, this is a toilet bowl. We're ri- Andrew, we're riding in a toilet bowl, you know. <clears throat> I don't want to be a cheap disciple. You guys don't want me to be a cheap disciple. I don't want to be cheap. I want to be legit. I want to be solid. I want to be trustworthy. I want to be stable. See that cheap boat and cheap disciples? They may start out. Many of you have started, you're young. And you may just start out and carry somebody for a little bit, carry that ministry for a little bit, carry that relationship for a little bit, carry your walk with God for a little bit. But if you're cheap, if you're illegit, if you're unfaithful, you just die. Give up halfway through, quarter of the way through, three-quarters of the way through. God is more interested in you finishing well than starting great. God is more interested in you finishing well than starting great. I'm not here, I'm not trying to scare you like, oh, great, great. I'm going to lose in life and lose my salvation. No. No, don't be worried about that. God has you in the palm of his hand. But don't let go of his hand. You do, he won't let go of your hand and your heart. But he's looking for legit, faithful disciples. Faithful disciples are those who finish and follow through with excellence. They finish they follow through with excellence. First Timothy 1.12 shows us that God puts people into ministry who are faithful. God puts people into ministry who are faithful. Paul says it. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. God puts us into ministry... When we're faithful. God is looking for faithful people. God is looking for faithful disciples. He's looking for what is What is a faithful? We're going to talk about that all tonight. We're going to unpack what does it mean to be faithful. But God, first of all, is looking for faithful. 1 Corinthians 4.17. Paul was confident to send Tim because Tim showed himself to be faithful scripture we just read he said he is a beloved and faithful child in the lord and so i'm sending him paul was confident to send timothy because he was faithful sure he was available and sure he was humble but he was also faithful and here at gm we're not just looking for those who are humble And those who are available. But we're looking for those who are faithful. And usually that's not just one week. That's after weeks and months and even years. Where you prove your faithfulness. To God and to one another. Legit disciples are faithful. Legit disciples are humble. They're available. And they're faithful. You may be humble. Like that cheap boat. That boat definitely knew it wouldn't. If it had a conscience, which it doesn't, but if it did, <laughs> that dog knew it was a dirty dog. And it didn't compare it to the Bayliner. But it wasn't faithful. And because of that, I'm never riding that boat again. <laughs> Legit Disciple is humble and available. But you may be available, you may be standing right here saying, "Hey Reed, i'm here, whatever you need i'm um, hey mom, whatever you need hey hannah i'm here i mean i'm 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 here for t l hey hey seth dog i'm i'm with you man i i I'll, I'll I'll do anything you need for worship ministry man whatever hey uh hey uh Sheree in your in your small group whatever you need hey jesse jesse anderson i i need you to To know that I'm here. It's one thing to be available. It's another thing to be available and faithful. You may be available all day long. It doesn't mean I'm going to use you. It doesn't mean that God is going to use you. That's kind of harsh, but it's true. Because if I were God, I wouldn't have gotten that boat What does that even mean i don't know, too far too far god is looking for faithful trustworthy disciples not just humble not just available but are you faithful are you faithful not even as a disciple as a christian are you faithful you want to be legit You want to be one that God calls on? Be faithful. You may have all the gifts in the world. You may be able to sing. You may be able to dance. You may be able to act. You may be able to have a gift to lead people. But if you're not faithful, it all means nothing. When you get to heaven, God will not reward you for your gifts because he gave them to you. When you get to heaven, God will reward you whether you're faithful or not. Jesus says that one day we'll stand before the Father. And when we get there, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. At least that's what we hope he'll say. And do you, did you hear what he said? Well done, good and faithful servant. Because if you, if you look at your life and you look at the salvation that God has done in you, And you look at the grace that God has put on you. And you recognize and realize the marvelous work that God has done for you. And you realize all the things that God has given to you. You will not be rewarded for those things. For those things were given to you free of charge. Simply at God's mercy and at God's grace. Unearned, unmerited favor and power upon and inside of you. You didn't earn it. You never could and you never will. But what you will be charged of or what you will be tested of or what you will be held accountable to is how you handled and how you stewarded what God has rightfully, graciously, mercifully given to you. You will be held accountable. And so will I. And I want to be faithful. And maybe, yes, we will be held accountable in heaven, but you also be held accountable on Earth before men. Let me say that. Let me say something too about that. Don't forget what you've been given. Man, we fish too much for new things. Just be thankful for what you have. You are so blessed. You're so richly blessed your life, your family, the clothes that you wear, the food that you eat, the bed that you sleep in, the friends that you have, the school that you go to, the nation that you live in, the city that you're in, the simple practical gifts that God's given you for your natural life, that doesn't even include God's eternal salvation that He has won and bought for you, free of charge, by His mercy. You are richly blessed. You think more about that and less about what you want, you'll be a lot more happy. Realize, tonight I'm I'm hoping and praying that God would reveal to you what you have. I'm going to go off a list of things, seven different things that that teach us what faithfulness is. As I do that, God's going to bring remembrance to you what those things are in your life that he's given to you and asking you to be faithful with. You ready to receive those things? Amen. Faithful. The legit disciple is faithful. First thing, do what you say. Do what you say you're going to do. Follow through with what you say. If there's anything that we're bad about, It's our mouth. It's our tongue. The Bible said it's set on fire by hell. And James, my goodness. It didn't sound like, that didn't sound nice, does it? We say a lot of stuff. If you say it, do it. If you're not going to do it, don't say it. If you're not going to be committed, don't tell me. Don't tell your mom, don't tell your teacher that you're going to do it. If you tell them you're going to bring in your homework and you ask for three extra days, then do it. Do it. Nike. just do do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. No. Just, you thought I was going to do it again, but I didn't. It's kind of like that dolphin thing. Yeah. Just do it. The stupid the people like tricking you, man. When you go to give them a high five, they do all these tricks. Gosh, we're going to make up our own tricks, man. Go give somebody a hug, kick them in the knee. <laughs> you know? What was that for? Exactly. Throw up some, Throw up some GM signs. If you if you say it, just do it. And if you're not going to do it, then don't say it. Follow through with what you say. I was sitting down with our OC leadership team, which currently is just me, Gabe, and Jonathan. There's two Gabes? Yeah, it's amazing. It's pretty cool. And then there's Jonathan. And so we all sit together, and, and we're talking about OC. And we're planning our, our next event here in November, and we'll be putting those up. And then we have another event in December, so we'll be talking to you guys about those things. And we're really excited about that. Hope you like to dance and party because that's what we'll be doing. And, uh, and so we were talking about that. And one of the things, we are trying to building our team and knitting our hearts together, and we were just talking about a topic about, about what, what, what are things that, that earn trust in your life and what are things that take trust out of your life. And, and destroy your relation with somebody regarding trust. And I think it was the first thing that came up was following through with what you say. If you say you're going to do it, you better do it. And if you don't, you're not faithful, and I don't trust you. And it's kind of sad because we all know people, and some of you are in this room. And let me say this. If I've done that to you, come tell me because I want to be faithful to repent or apologize to you if I've told you. And if somebody else is done in this room, go tell them in love. Say, hey, look, you told me this, and you didn't do it. And our relationship is hindered now. Do what you say. Your follow through puts money to your words. Think about that. When you don't follow through, when you say something, it's cheap, isn't it? Think about people you know that say a lot but don't do nothing about it. When they say something... It's, 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 it has no value to it. But when you're faithful to follow through, it puts money to your words. Second part, finish what you started. A lot of us have started a lot of things. One of those is living. You will finish that. One way or another. <laughs> you're going to finish it. Just being a little morbid again. The Lord of the flies. My goodness. Ah, I got it. That's nasty right there. I had never killed a fly before. Do you all see that? That was amazing. I think it was the light that blinded it. That seriously was incredible. I killed it on the word too. Killed that on the word. The Bible says that the fly actually represents the devil. I just killed that devil, baby. Finish what you start. The, the fly is going to fly. If you're going to swing, you better kill that dang fly. Don't swing if you ain't going to kill it. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. No, seriously, though. If you start something, right, Muriel? If you start it, finish it. Right, right, Tandy? Yes. If you're, if you're going to start it, finish it. If they give you homework, finish it. If they tell you to do the dishes, Do the dishes, and don't just stop halfway through because something cool came on TV. Finish it. It's more important for you to finish it than for you to go watch something cool on TV. Or the phone call. Well, i got to get this phone call. It's so important. No, what's important is you finishing what you've started. This is one of the other things. This is is a lie that most people fall into. Oh, I've been called to to lead a small group. And so all of a sudden they come walking in, they start to put their sign up. They write on it. So-and-so, small group. They're like, yo, come in my house. And then as time goes on and they realize this isn't like two peas in a pod. That doesn't even make sense. When they realize it's not easy as goats and cheese. That doesn't make sense either. When they have a revelation that it just isn't as simple as you think. <laughs> Thanks, dog. You're with me, babe. You're with me. When they realize that, they go, you know what? I feel called to do something else. What, Lord? Totally. I'm there. Sit on my beanbag, eat potato chips, and watch television. That's my new calling. Glory to God. Holding up cheese puffs, waving them in the air, you know. Somebody received that blessing right there. That's your calling. No. <laughs> or maybe it's just like, I'm going to leave this, Margaret, was it's like, no, now I feel called to do this. No. The devil is a liar. And yes, I say that all the time because the devil wants to lie to you until you've been called to something else before you've finished what you've started. Gabriel, what does that look like? I don't know exactly what that looks like for your small group. But what I do know is that you communicate with every single one of those people in your life, and you don't leave those relationships that you started. I'm not saying, Gabriel, I'm going to start on my pod, and then one day that that if you leave, that you're being unfaithful. What I'm saying is that don't leave before the right season and time. If you're going to leave, make sure you have the blessing of your Lord of your parents, if you're in high school and you still live with your parents, or whatever, if you still live with your parents, and that person, that pastor that is over you, get their blessing. Don't leave without their blessing. You need a blessing. You say, I want to do God's will, I want to go, I'm going to Africa, I'm gonna do God's will. Well, get a blessing. Because God chooses to bless your desires and the things that you feel like you're supposed to do, He will bless them through those over you. Don't leave until you finish what you started man we can go into so many examples about that but what are you in right now school ministry don't don't quit halfway through a season in sports unless it's really really necessary and if you're going to get the coach's blessing get his blessing or her blessing Just tell them, look, this is what's happening. Look, if you can't get a blessing, if you can't go to somebody, then you're, you're proving not to be faithful. Finish what you started. Three. I have it listed A, B, C, so C, three, C, C, three. Admit when you dropped the ball. Say, ooh. First of all, do what you say. Two, finish what you started. And three, admit when you drop the ball. Just admit it. If you drop the ball. How many drop the ball? I drop the ball. I know that that boat dropped that ball. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When you drop the ball, everybody knows about it. Just admit it. Because if you don't admit it, not only are you proving not to be humble, you're proving to be prideful, but also you lose your status of being faithful. See, this is the craziest thing about admitting when you, fall th- admitting when you drop the ball. If you drop it, but you communicate that you dropped it with humility, you regain that status of fa- faithful. You, re- you regain the status of being faithful. See, you know what? There, there may be many of you in here who have fallen or have dropped the ball. But what's worse is that you don't own up to it when you drop the ball. If you drop the ball with your parents and you came in home late and they gave you a curfew, don't, first of all, don't be late. If you are late, don't just sneak up to your bedroom. My goodness, can we have more Christians? Just Christians. Not crazy Christians, just Christians that the Bible tells us to live. If you're late, just admit, hey, I was late. If they're in their bedroom, knock on their door. Well, maybe not, you know. If they're in their bedroom, leave them a note. <laughs> if the door's shut, stop it. Well, I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to give you some practical wisdom. That's practical, too. That's, it. That's important. I've heard stories of people walking in when people are sleeping. You thought I was going to say something else. I said sleeping. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Write a note or something. Just admit it. If you're in ministry, if you're in this ministry, let me challenge you real quick. I know when you drop the ball. And those under you know when you drop the ball. And those over you know when you drop the ball. Just admit it. Gabriel, what does drop the ball mean? It means you're doing something and it fell through. You made a mistake. You didn't finish it. Whatever. You dropped the ball. You were carrying the ball and the ball dropped. I uh, dropped the ball. Okay, can you pick it back up and take it to the end zone? And if you can, take it. If it's too late, just admit it. You're killing yourself. You're killing yourself, smalls. I know of some of you in here right now. If I could be so blunt and straightforward. They have dropped the ball, but just don't say it. Just say it. I think less of people, and you think less of people that don't communicate it. You know what I mean? Admit when you drop the ball. D four. D four. I feel like we're playing uh Battleship. D four. Oh, got me. Walk out of the service. You know, what would be so funny. We should that would be fun, dude. That'd be fun right there. Okay. What's, would I say? What D4 was okay. D4, it's like a four person battleship. Okay, take care of what you have. Gabriel, okay, I not have anything. Yes, you do. You have clothing, take care of that clothing. Well, my mom washes that clothing because mm. I'm a Christian. You know, take care of your clothing. If your mom's willing to do it, fine, that's cool, but at least offer to do it. Take care of your stuff. You got clothes, take care of it. You got shoes, take care of your shoes. You got a vehicle. Take care of your vehicle. Check your oil. I've experienced destroying an engine. In my defense, it had a horrible oil leak. I didn't check my oil for three weeks, and it went completely dry. Blew up my engine. And the Lord spoke to me very nicely and said, Gabriel, you were unfaithful. I said, yes, Lord, <laughs> I know. And I admitted it. It was hard. I started telling people, well, you know, the stinking car, you know, didn't tell me when the oil was going low. It was in 1986. 88. Yeah, eighty eight, whatever, dude. Still old. Take care of your car. Clean your car. I'm challenged by that right there. I've been I've been too busy, Gabriel. I know, I have too. Look, let's all be challenged right now. You too. I didn't point at nobody. I just point at somebody. That's horrible. Clean your car. Bryce, you know what I'm saying, dog? You know what I'm saying, Gabe? Yeah. <laughs> Clean your car. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Take care of your car. Clean your bedroom. Right, listen, Gary, whatever, you leave and go home. No, you want to be a legit disciple? It comes down to this. Clean your bedroom. Be faithful with your possessions. Take care of it. Stop lose, losing stuff. Now I'm already going to lose something like next week or something. Stop losing stuff. Know where you put it. Take care of your stuff. Take care of your stuff. You with me? We can go on, on that forever. Take care of your possessions. Five. E. Faithful to people. You have relationships. Leaders. You have relationships with people. You're leading, you're shepherding, you're caring for people. You're telling people, I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to love you. You've told people that. Be faithful with your relationships. You have people in the world who are, what does that even mean? You have people who who, who you know don't know Jesus. You know they're not saved. Be faithful to love them and know them. Call them. Talk to them. Go out of your way to pursue them. Be faithful with your relationships. Be faithful with the friendships that you have. Well, I'm going through rocky ones with some people. That's fine. Be faithful. Go out of your way to make it up and reconcile with them. You drop the ball, admit it. Be faithful to people. F, six, right? Be faithful to God. God is faithful. Bible actually says this over and over and over again, that God is faithful. God it will always be faithful to you and he's asking that you just continue to be faithful to him two things that means one your relationship with him be faithful with your relationship with God spend time with him fellowship with him he's given you a relationship with him the Bible says that eternal life is in you it dwells in you because Jesus by his spirit dwells inside of you Be faithful with that relationship. You just got saved. Be faithful with that relationship. Crack open your Bible. Wipe that dust off. And meditate on God's word. Be faithful with that relationship. We'll talk about that in weeks to come about the legit disciple. But be faithful with God in your relationship and also in the gifts that you have been given. The spiritual gifts. The spiritual graces that have been given to you. You've been given gifts. Be faithful with those gifts. Don't just sit around your butt and, well, you know, whenever the time is right. Well, I do know that the Bible tells us to be faithful to what God's given us now. And so whatever that looks like, start being faithful to the gifts you have. You're a care person. Be faithful to care for people. You're a leader. You're a teacher. You're a pastoral person. You have a prophetic gift to hear God speak to you. To encourage and build people up, be faithful with your gift. Be faithful with your spiritual gifts. That's how you can be faithful to God. Man, we could talk about that for so long. And finally, seven G seven. Hit, got somebody. <laughs> Reader did. <dead>. Just kidding. <laughs> I got him three times. I guess six times, and every time, seven times, I got you every time. That's crazy. Kidding. Seven faithful equals having a great attitude. You could do all these things, and if you don't have a great attitude, you are unfaithful. Philippians two twenty-two. We read it last week. It says that Paul talks about Tim again, and he says, "You know Tim. Worship Tim. Can we have you come up here, please?" He says, you know, Tim and his proven worth, his proven worth, his proven worth, that word worth, that word proven worth is actually it's two words to communicate one Greek word. And that one Greek word, you can find it in many different translations. Some in the New King James will say he has proven character. A lot of them say that, actually, because it's speaking of him being who he is, the essence of who he is, has been proven to be solid and legit. That's what it's actually saying. And it even could go as far to say that you know Tim who is faithful to the core. When you're faithful to the core of who you are with your attitude, you have a noble attitude and noble character, you prove to be faithful. Faithful. When we look at the life of Timothy and how he related with Paul, he he wasn't only humble and allowed Paul to challenge and rebuke him. He wasn't only available that when Paul needed to send him somewhere, that he was there to be sent. But he was also faithful to do and to follow through with what he said and asked of him to do. And he did it with excellence of integrity and attitude. Him, of who he was in the very core, in the nature, the essence of who he was, was proven to be faithful. I know people on the stage, but just keep listening. Wow, those are people up there. Yep. (laughs) Yep. His attitude was proven as well do what you say, finish what you started, admit when you drop the ball, take care of what you have, your possessions, be faithful to people, be faithful to God, and have a great attitude. When one follows through with something and does it with noble character, they prove their worth and consequently show themselves faithful. When somebody does something and they complete it, and they do it with a good attitude. They show their proven character and worth. Their words now have value. Who they are is more valuable. And Because they've proven themselves to be faithful. Timothy proved himself to be faithful. There's some people in here who have proved themselves to be faithful Reed and Mariah have proven themselves to be faithful thank you Reed and Mariah for proving yourself for years to be faithful to God and his people Andrew Meisner you've been faithful to him and to his people thank you for leading a small group and shepherding and caring for people even when it wasn't convenient to you. Jesse Miesner has been faithful, wherever Jesse is, to lead a junior high small group and be there every week that he could to care for junior hires. Thank you for being faithful. Elena and Seth, thank you for being faithful to lead this worship ministry. Andrew and Gabby, you're here tonight and you were faithful for years to God and his people. You still are. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for doing the small things. You leaders that do those things, like Megan that sits up in the booth and does the lights, and, and Tatum that did it for years, and Andrew that still does PowerPoint. Somebody needs to help them out. Thank you, Pete. You feel called to help and serve. Help and serve in the PowerPoint ministry. There's so many more that we could go on and on and talk about. How many of you have been faithful? Because you love God and you love people. And I've, and I've mentioned some of you and I've mentioned all of you in, in times past in these services. We've been talking about the legit disciple. Cameron Ramirez with outreach and shepherding and loving people and being here and Sheree with her new small group and leading junior high girls. And I mean, like I said, I can, I can name every single one of you. I want to point out also Jesse Anderson who comes every week and does the Snack shack deal by herself, and she's wanting people to help her and trying to recruit people. She's being faithful. You know, if I'm going to reward something, and if we're going to reward something in this ministry, it's not going to be that you're cute, it's not going to be that you're gifted, it's not going to be that you dress nice. Though, too many times in our culture, we reward people for that. They look good, you know, and things. But I'm going to reward people that are humble who are available, and who are faithful. Would you stand up with me?